So letterbox, you're on the red carpet, right? Yeah. Okay. Got it. And letterbox comes to you, and they go four. Your four favorites. Uh huh. Off the top, you can't look at your list. I will then see your list. Okay. You're correct. Oh God. Of course, we do have these. I have to actually. All right. I no, have to you, match no, my four no, on you don't letterbox have to match here. Your four. Okay. Actually, you could do that. Do that. But I also just want like, what are you feeling right now? Your four favorites. Okay. I. Uh, I mean, it's. It's tough. Off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure I have three of the four. Uh of my letterbox so i'm gonna go uh ladybird jaws spirited away and then i think the fourth i have is no country i've also been thinking a lot about no country a lot so even if that's not the fourth you have two of the four i only got two of the four yep oh shit uh what are what are the what are the two did i miss uh oh you mean tell you what the two are that you missed yeah 12 angry men yeah Duh. And Fargo. I want Fargo. Okay. Cohen. All right. Yeah. So what, is it Lady Bird and Jaws that's there? Spirited Away. Okay. Jaws is, is not Jaws currently on the, list, uh, yeah. on the list. All right. Lady Bird, Spirited Away. Totally your man. Jaws should be on the list. Okay. What do you think I have as my four? Your four is going to be. It's not exactly the four. I don't think that's my top ten. Sure. Well, because when you're making the letterbox list, you want it. You want to show like a, li- a little bit yeah. of a diversity, and yeah. in four movies, it's hard, so it can't necessarily yeah. be your top four. Uh, it, it might be three. I'm gonna check. You're gonna yeah. have uh, Social Network, yeah. Lawrence of Arabia, yes, The Birdcage, very good, and uh, Birdcage, good pull. The first, I mean, I. I think the birdcage is kind of underrepresented in, in your list. in your actual list. It is the com- movie I compared can watch. to how much I I know you love it. It is the movie I can watch uh, over and over and over and over again. The fourth one is hard because then there's just like a million different things it can be. So I'm gonna go with another uh, another personal pick for you over like a uh, greatest of all time pick and say once. No. Okay. It is Schindler's List. Schindler's List. So it is okay. my top three, plus the Birdcage. Yeah. 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 All right. Schindler's List. That's a good. Uh, that's a, that's a good pick there. Yeah. So, and what about right now? Is uh, that the four you would pick now? Yeah. I mean, I gotta. I gotta go back to Twelve Angry Men. Like I, to watch it or just putting it on your. No, like to to watch it to see, to see if it's still. You uh, have it on, on Criterion. So I do, I do, and that that would be that would be the yeah. way to watch it. But like I know if I'm if I'm if I'm trying to represent the kind of things that I like, those are those are the four movies that came to mind. Uh, Lady Bird's on there, modern favorite, Spirited Away, uh, very important. Jaws has really like climbed up the list in the past few years. Yeah. From like movie that. I really like and think is good to actually one of the greatest movies ever made in my mind. Okay. Uh, and yeah, I mean the Fargo and no country question, like on, a, on any given week, it varies for me, but one, one of those two has got to be there. All right. I got to send you this cause I just found it. And this is actually what we have to talk about. Okay. Like right now or just yeah, generally I'm texting it to you. Pull okay. Up. Okay. 
I am pulling it up. This is very important. How's my sound? Is it good? Yeah, it's fine. Awesome. I. Okay, this is a Chicago pizza tournament. I mean, we can't we can't possibly litigate well, we this right we now. We don't know all of them. Though. I know. So we're going to we can do the ones that we know. Okay. WGN. Yeah. I. So let's let's do them just by uh, division, and then that way we have like the final list in each division. So we're not like okay. Okay. So city. Pequod's Dante's. You know what Dante's is? Yeah, I do. That's that's like my go-to. That's your place. Big thin crust place. Yes. Yeah. What's what are you picking here? Uh, I'm picking Dante's. Really? Yeah. Pe- Pequod's is great, uh, and I think matching them up in the first round is pretty dumb. Uh, but Pequod's is not my favorite deep dish, mm-hmm. whereas Dante's is my favorite like big fucking pizza. Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with Dante's, too, because there's better deep dish for me. Okay. All right. Next. Uh, I know Spockanopoly. I don't know Bartoli's. All right, so Spockanopoly moves ahead. Yeah. Pequa, uh, Dante's Spockanopoly. Uh, that's Dante's. All right. I, I don't know if I've had Spockanopoly. All right, so that moves on. Millie, you know the next two? Uh, no, I, the only one I know in this group is Roots. Okay, so Roots versus Dante's. See, that one's tough. Those are both very important to me. I... I I go roots there. Really? Yeah. All right. We'll just do this for you. Um, okay. So roots is over here. Next. Yeah. Coal fire poly G's. I can't say. Coal fire is the place by music box. It is. Yeah. All right. Can't say. Uh, peace or pat? Oh, pats. Pats. Yeah. I mean, I pats don't know peace, have. but yeah. pats. Uh, pats advances out of those four. What about art of pizza or Michaels? Uh, I cannot speak to any of these next four. Okay, so Vito, then, Vito and Nick's, I think, kind of gets the legacy vote. All right, so Pats or Roots? Uh, roots. Okay. All right. Okay, next. Bills or Joe's? North- oh, Joe's. We know Joe's. Yeah, I mean, there's so many places Isn't it could that the be place Joe's. I would always get that, wrong? That, that is what, uh, <laughs> that is what that name? place is called. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's assume it's that one. All right, so yeah, I'm going, going Joe's. Okay. Uh, Barnaby's. I'm sure I, you've no, had. I, I you even had Barnaby's. No, I don't know any of the rest of these places. Okay, so <laughs> Joe's versus Roots. I that's tough. That is tough. That would be Joe's for me. Okay, all right. Local chain Lou's, or I guess Dags. You ever been to the other two? Uh, no, I have not. All Lose. right, so Lou's. Yeah, yeah. Lou's. Yeah. Well, the next four. I uh, next four. You've had home run. You've had Giordano's. You've had yeah home run in. I'm sure you've had mugs. Yeah, this is gonna be a home run in winning out of those four. Over Giordano's. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I don't think Giordano's is. Well, I I always I always confuse Giordano's and Gino's East. One of them is like actively bad. The Burbs, right? Yeah, yeah. There's mugs by us out there. That's good. Mugs is good. Uh, all right. So home run in against Lose. I lose. Okay, so Lose moves forward. Gino's East, Paisans, Paisanos. I of of these, I'm just I'm I'm looking ahead a little bit. Rosati's. I can really only speak to Rosati. I think Gino's East is the one that's actively bad, uh, whereas Rosati's is quite good. Mm-hmm. So Rosati's is going to. Uh, and then Rosati's will face Lose. Which, yeah, that's that's a clear yeah, Lose. Lose is Lose uh, comes my, out my favorite. Uh, yeah, deep dish. Lose comes out of the city, the, the local chain. 
Yes, it does. All right. Next. Any of the ones on that side? Uh, I do not know any of the Southwest, Southwest Burbs pizzas. All right. Uh, so, so we got lose goes into the championship against uh, Roots or Joe's. No, Joe's. And see, that's a. <laughs> I mean, this is this is as it should be. Is that there's a deep dish representative and, know, and yes, a thin crust thin representative. Crust, yeah. Of course, it's the whole thing. We're known for our deep dish, but if you ask a true Chicagoan, they'd prefer a thin crust most days, because we agree with everyone. Thick thick crust is a lot. It's a yeah, lot of food. It is. And it's so fun to get the little squares of the tavern style thin crust. It's crunchy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think Joe's Joe's would be uh, Joe's would wow, be my pick. Joe's takes it. It's one of those things where like. In their perfect form, like if I really want a great deep dish or I really want a great thin crust, like lose would be the higher, like the higher food experience for me. But on a on a more broad spectrum, like which on which day am I more likely to want Joe's versus lose? And like uh, your average Joe's against average lose, like I think I'm going at, I think I'm going Joe's. It's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it works out for him. All right. Uh, hello, everyone, and welcome to What's in the Box Office. It was, I'm sorry, I usually say the uh, episode number. It's 224th episode of, no, 234th episode of What's in the Box Office, your weekly look at movies and the money they make. For each week, we sit down and pour over the weekend's box office returns and tell you what we think they mean for the industry at large. I'm your host, Brian. And I'm your host, Noah, and I'm hungry now. All right. Well, <laughs> give your top five then. All right. Hopefully, it's uh, food related. It's not, but it will disgust me, so that'll kind of counteract what happened. Uh, in honor of the release of Shazam! Fury of the Gods this week, can I, can I just say, Nothing happened. terrible cast. Terrible cast. Hey, excuse me. No, no, don't. Terrible cast does not mean everyone involved in this movie is bad. The villains are the the, the three new villains are great. Yeah, fine, Lucy and Blue, then like Jaiman Hansu's Jaiman. in it. There Jaiman. there are, there are people to appreciate, but like if you're if I'm if I'm trying to look and like oh Shazam came out like I want I want I want to do like my two, yeah, yeah my top five of whatever I uh, just most of most of the members of the Shazam cast very uninteresting I mm. uh, so instead. I have decided to rank my top five DCEU franchises and never are there ha- five of them. There have been five franchises that have had more than one entry. I uh, never has the phrase damning with faint praise been more appropriate than it will be now. I, uh, my number five entry on this list is justice league. I, uh, which has had two entries, the regular one and the Zack Snyder Cut, both of which were quite bad. Hey, well, hold on. Snyder okay. Cut is a masterpiece, and I don't, I don't want to get bullied. All right, that's fine. <laughs> uh, you can you can succumb like to, <laughs> to the weird dorks that suck no, I don't like all it. you want. I don't like it. uh, it's, it's really bad. Worse, maybe? I don't know. Because uh, like, it doesn't get better, but also it it's adds longer. three hours yeah, needlessly. And is it four hours long? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, number four entry is Shazam. Oh. Four, four and three are kind of in a tier of their own here. Uh, I have not seen Shazam Fury of the Gods, uh, but I have seen Black Adam. You're counting that as part of the Shazam. Verse. He says Shazam a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, would you rather him say Black Adam? And then he turns into Black Adam. Yes, I would. <laughs> uh, 
So yeah, I'm counting that. And the first Shazam was like fine, whatever. I'm never gonna want to watch it again, but I didn't hate it while I was doing it. Uh, and Black Adam was terrible. I uh, number three is in the kind of same tier. It's the Superman franchise where uh, Man of Steel. Not very good. Uh, not really going to want to return to it, but I don't recall hating it while I watched it, whereas uh, Batman v Superman was really bad, mm-hmm. but not as bad as Black Adam. Right. So it gets to number three spot. Uh, and then we get into the top two franchises, each of which have uh, one really good movie and one dog shit movie. Uh, so number two is Wonder Woman, mm. which I think... Between the two movies, I think the good one I like a little less, and the bad one I like less as well. I think Wonder Woman 1984 is a worse movie than The Suicide Squad. Really? I do. I, oh, wait. You think that no, one, so, the then, first Wonder Woman... No, su- then Suicide Squad. Right. I think 84 is worse than the bad Suicide Squad. And I think that the good Suicide Squad, which is the Suicide Squad, yes. is that right? Yeah. I think I like that a little more than I like Wonder Woman. I disagree on both counts. Okay. Yeah. I I think that Suicide Squad is more like coherent. It's incredibly terrible. Don't don't get me wrong, but I uh, like the in 1984. Just I I truly don't know what's going on by the end of it. I. So yeah, my number one DCU franchise is Suicide Squad, which contains a bottom 15 movie of its generation. Uh, good work, guys. You've been, you've been doing some great stuff. Uh, let's leave that behind us. I'm not hungry anymore. I want to I be sick. Uh, I want to be sick. <laughs> at the actual box office this weekend, uh, we saw the release of Shazam! Fury of the Gods in the number one spot. It was followed up by Scream 6, Creed 3, 65, and Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Uh, But Shazam! Fury of the Gods is going to be in that number one spot, our top story, with $30.5 million. Yeah, it's not good. I'm going to say both parts this time. Yeah, go ahead. Oof, magoof! Okay. Back to you, Brian. Thank you. It's definitely lower than the uh, $53 million opening of the first film. Um, so what? Hang on, let me vet that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Let me check your math real quick. <laughs> I got the same thing. You know, all right, let's talk about why this happened. Um, I think blame is, is can be placed at a lot of things. I think the movie's not as good as the first one, or so so I hear. I think that the time is a little, it's four years is a little too long for a sequel to just, like, a decently liked kind of mid-level hit superhero movie. I think that's the audience taste has changed in those four years. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't add anything to this to make it more marketable. I think the marketing itself let the movie down. Because they didn't have anything new to market. <laughs> and I think that there is a case to be made that DC shot themselves in the foot by saying uh, everything in here uh, is inconsequential. Couldn't matter less. Who gives a shit? We're rebooting all of this in a year. Yeah. My, I, I first do want to say that I think we're both, uh, we're both forgetting and discounting how they added in him throwing a truck at a dragon. Uh, He said it was pretty cool too. Yeah. He didn't, uh, he didn't do that in the first one. He did that in this one. I, 
So there is added value. He also uh, called the Dragon Khaleesi. Yes. Which, remind me. About. Is the name of the dragon in Game of Thrones. No. Oh, I see. <laughs> no, it is the Dothraki word for queen that Daenerys adopts as one of her titles. What do you mean? What? Uh, no, but he says it. To be fair, there might be someone riding the dragon. So he calls that person. Okay, Khaleesi. maybe Helen Mirren is. I think. I think perhaps you're uh, you're giving a little too much credit to the jab. I. I do, I do wonder how much the average person kind of follows the trade news of DC. Mm-hmm. Cause like I my my assumption going into this is that that last thing you said where they're rebooting the entire DCEU, so why on earth would anyone see right. Shazam two, which is not part of what's gonna be happening? Like that that to me is the clear reason why no one would give a shit about this movie. But like if you go if you go just interview Joe Sixpack on the street <laughs> does does he know is that what they're called? <laughs> yeah. That's I mean that's that's who you're interviewing. We have an obesity problem in this country. We're just assuming the average Joe has a six pack. <laughs> this one does. I uh, does he know that they're rebooting the DCEU? Does he know what that means? Does he know who James Gunn is? In which case does that person even care about Shazam getting a sequel at all? Okay. That, okay. Sure. This is that's then a good point where we're not we're not necessarily polling the public. We're polling the Shazam going public. People who might see Shazam. Yeah. All right. Uh, There's less of a need if like all of this is moot. Yeah. All right. I'm back. I'm back on board with that being the entire reason this movie failed. Uh, it had a very. Um... Sorry, I just clicked on. Uh, go ahead and click on uh, the movie on Box Office Mojo and read out loud. The synopsis they have written. Okay. The film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting the magic word Shazam, (laughs) is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. So I just clicked on it and immediately went to the words magic word Shazam. And I thought, yeah, that's pretty silly. Um, Did not have a good worldwide opening, only 65 million. And... Everyone will be fine if there was no pandemic and this opened like in August of 2021, two years after we might have had a a decent hit on our hands. The time is coming gone for Shazam. As simple as that, the idea of a comic book kind of burnout. Let's see. Like there's very valid reasons why this and uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania didn't do so well. Sure. So let's see what happens in May, the uh, first weekend of May, when we get the Guardians. All right, then we move on to our number two spot on the list. I'm still looking at the Shazam synopsis. Uh, Scream Six made seventeen and a half million dollars in its second weekend. It was a sixty point six percent drop. It's up to seventy six million dollars. All right, so that drop it's a little heavy, sixty million. It's um. It's funny because if, if if this had done like twenty twenty two, like so, I would have been. Uh, I don't know. I would have been tempted to go like if it opened to this, we could have said okay, but that probably okay. wouldn't have been right. Either way, sixty one percent. It is a hefty drop, especially with not as much competition from Shazam as could be. Sure. Um, still though, the movie over indexed last week, and it might be the kind of thing where just Scream has. A certain fan base, there was, you know, this could still go on to become the highest grossing screen movie 
which I believe is just Scream 2. It's either the first one or the the second one. Let's see. Second one is at 101. First one's at 103. So I I think we're certainly getting going to get close to that. Yeah. And the good opening helps this kind of uh, worst second weekend. Yeah. And I think, you know, you look at this as a, uh, a very long-running franchise that has uh, very recently been fully reinvigorated. Uh, I think it makes a lot of sense uh, that this would be a particularly front-loaded movie. Yes. Uh, so I'm not I don't I don't see that 60 percent drop and get like terribly concerned about it, uh, though. It's next it's not it's never what you want. Next weekend has direct already competition with John Wick. Yeah, but it's doing just fine. Yes. What does uh, it have worldwide? One hundred and sixteen. We're fine. Exactly. I uh, moving along to Creed three in the third spot made fifteen point three million dollars this weekend. It was a forty three point six percent drop that is up to one hundred and twenty seven point six altogether. Yeah, huge. It's already the biggest grossing Creed movie. That's a nice soft drop, especially with the PG thirteen Shazam, the PG thirteen Creed three. Yeah, and even like the R rated Scream is going to be yeah have a lot of crossover with the Creed fans. We're at 224 million worldwide and in order to be the biggest Rocky of all time This will take me a second. I was not ready for this. Okay. But then I was like, you know what? Let's see what it is. What would be the highest grossing Rocky? It, the answer I think is going to surprise you. So is go it, ahead. Okay. Throw, throw I I mean my guess would just be Rocky 2. That and that is would be the conventional guess, which wrong. would not be surprising. Rocky four. Okay. With one twenty seven. So one twenty seven point eight. Oh. Still a chance we don't get there. So close. <laughs> Tomorrow it will become the highest grossing film in the Rocky franchise. All right. And it has to beat three hundred million to beat the shockingly high grossing Rocky uh four, which in nineteen eighty five grossed three hundred million worldwide. It's already the biggest grossing Creed here. And domestically, it's a huge, huge hit. Getting to 150 should be a breeze. Wonderful. Uh, 65, a movie that's not quite going to get to 150, uh, that made $5.8 million this weekend. That was a 53% drop and is up to 22.4 total. Is that, it is could it, be worse. Could be a, it could have been a collapse. Again, this is the kind of thing where it's like, this whole movie... It could have just been worse than this. Yeah. Is it good? No. That's really it. <laughs> It'll get to 30. I don't know. It's not a hit, but like this could have only made 22 million. Sure. So congratulations to 65. Uh, and finally, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania made $4 million this weekend. It was a 42.9% oh, yeah. drop, is. which is up to $205.8 million. What did I say the other one was at? Like 215? I That sounds about right. 216. Okay. okay. So it, this made $4 million. Does it get... 10 more, 11 more million dollars. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah, I think it does. It probably will. All right, so it, it'll pass that. That's fine. Congratulations It's still good. Again. It's still good. Uh, it won't get to half billion, though. So worldwide, this is a disaster, but... What are you doing? I don't have much do? to say. What, what, what do we do? Sure. I mean, we've been talking about how Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is a disaster yeah. for a month now. It's the same thing over and over it still again. still is. All right. Uh, also at its second weekend is Champions, which is at number eight. Dropped 41%, 10 million total... 
And our spotlight, that's probably the last spotlight we have for this movie, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, finally crossed $180 million domestic. It opened with 12. Remarkable stuff. It's at $470 million worldwide. What do you uh, what do you make of the everything everywhere Oscar bump? Added a thousand theaters this weekend. Uh, poor, uh, poor per theater average, but movies do this all when they win Best Picture. They yeah. throw them back. It's fine. I'm glad. I'm glad a million point two dollars worth of people saw it in theaters, but eh, it's okay. All right. Not a good per theater average. All right. Well, then it sounds to me like it's time to play everybody's favorite game. I'd love to. Did it, it make more, more or less, less than? We all know how to play. I named the box. three movies. I said the box. I'll be real <laughs> oh boy, remember those days. Uh, I named three movies. You list them in order. Which ones made more and which ones made less at the box office? For a bonus point, you can tell me the year in question, one of the movies' opening weekend totals within three million dollars, and one of the movies' final grosses within three million dollars. Are you ready to play? Yep. Your three movies. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about franchises in recent weeks, uh, and we're going to be doing so uh, again shortly. So we're going to be dealing with some franchise fare. Uh, your three movies so they're not very good. are Casino Royale, oh, Superman Returns. Uh, yes. In, yes, indeed. Uh, <laughs> I like franchise good. We're dealing with some middling franchises. Yeah. Uh, Casino Royale. Yeah. Superman Returns and X Men: The Last Stand. Two thousand and six. Well, uh, that didn't come through. No. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, yeah, that one. That one probably registered. There we go. Uh, that's correct. Two thousand six. Okay. Opening weekend. Let's do. Well, do you want to? Uh, do you want to mm. list them in order oh, first? Yeah. Well, I could. It doesn't matter. Uh, last, you, think, you think you're just going to run the table with this one? Yeah, I am. Last Stand, Superman Returns, Casino Royale. Correct. Opening weekend, we'll do Casino Royale. Okay. Opened against Happy Feet. Lost that battle. So I'm going to say 40. Fuck, it might just be 40. I'm going to go 43. That's as close as you can get. It's 40. Woo! Isn't that crazy, that opening only 40? Yeah, I mean, considering where uh, where the franchise would go. I don't know, 40 seems pretty good, though. All right. With, like... Opening against Happy Feet. Yeah, I mean, it was it was sort of... Uh, it was starting the new Bonds. The uh, the other Bonds had been silly and dumb, so, yeah. like, maybe people were just done with it. Uh, so 40 seems good. <sighs> and then Superman well done. We're going to do Superman Returns for the final. Okay. This is what I know by heart, because they inched it. They went, please... Please cross this threshold. And they begged for it to happen. It did $200 million, sir. That's correct. Let uh, me see what day that, like, how how long they stretched that out. That movie cost in 2006 $270 million. That's too much. It made 391 worldwide. <laughs> Only 191 overseas. That's not enough. Uh, all right, let me see. They're playing this into November. It crossed two hundred million on its one hundred and seventeenth day of release. Okay, it's like four months. And here's here's <laughs> it was playing in two hundred forty one theaters, one hundred forty four, one twenty four, four hundred ten. That's the studio going. No, a few more. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Very well done. Uh, six point affair. 
since it was so far back into 2006, I tried to like spread them out a little more, sure. uh, which I think I, uh, I overcompensated, but, uh, still that was, uh, uncanny how well you knew all of those. So congratulations. Uh, like I have been doing research on franchise. That's true. Uh, come and gone from a theater near you though. Are you ready to go yes. back in time? What date are you thinking? Uh, so we're doing the year 2011. Uh, the date is going to be March 18th. There are three Whoa. movies that came out this weekend uh, in the one spot, the four spot, and the five spot. Uh, pretty uh, pretty tight spread, though, between these three movies, <sighs> is it, is which is why like I'm having you Titans? consider all three. Uh, no, it is not. Um, G.I. Joe? Give me a clue. Uh, all right. So your first film is a a, a, a sort of drama thriller uh, veering veering into the sci-fi category, but uh, gently veering. Gently veering. It's a drama. It's a thriller. Did we see it? I... I have not seen it. You might Battle have. Battle LA? No. No, not 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 so much with the action. Paul? I remember Paul. I do remember Paul. And I'm going to give you credit for Paul because that's not the answer, but that did open in the fifth spot. <laughs> <laughs> Paul. Yeah. God, Paul was Paul should have been great. And yet it was Paul. You know what I mean? Uh, all right, so now we're talking about Paul. How much did Paul open to? Oh, God, like 11? <laughs> uh, 13. Yeah. 13 in the five spot, which in the five spot, pretty good. Greg Matola uh, directed it. Okay. Remember him? No. Noah, he directed Superbad and Adventureland. This was his follow-up to Adventureland. Good cast, as I Paul. recall. It was written by Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. They wrote it. Yeah, those guys are good. The cast was Simon Pegg, Nick Frost, Paul Rogan, Jason Bateman, Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, Blythe Danner, Joel Latrulio, John Carroll Lynch, Jane Lynch, David Kusher, Jesse Plemons, apparently, Sigourney Weaver, Jeffrey Tambor, for God's sakes, and Steven Spielberg voiced himself. That's odd. All right. Um, uh, all right. So you got the uh, you got the fist plate. Race to which mountain? No. I. Uh, Think more like adult drama. The sci-fi thing is throwing me off here. Uh, yeah, maybe like it is. It is a, it is a little sci-fi. There's there's something of a uh, something of a device, something of a consumable. Uh, someone's eating something. Yeah, sci-fi related. Uh, moon rocks. No, a little uh, moon little cakes. No, a little more uh, like pharmaceutical. Drugs. Yeah. Someone's eating an alien drug. Uh, is it alien? I do not know. Science fiction? I uh, well, it's effects. Uh, I don't know. If uh, you know, if maybe uh, maybe maybe a person is not so smart, for instance, uh, oh, they're, they're not limitless. reaching their potential. <laughs> they are limited. I want that pill. <laughs> uh, and yes, it is limitless that opened limitless. in the number one spot. They made a uh, show out of limitless. They did. That was actually going to be my next clue. I. Uh, all right. So yeah, limitless. Number limitless one. opened to twenty three. That's a little too much. Eighteen point nine. Ooh. All right. 
I all right. Then finally, you've got the number four movie. I uh, another uh, adult drama, lacking in the sci-fi this time. Uh, though this one was also made into a TV show. Pretty recently. Oh. In fact. I, was, I, had, I had an answer that changed it. True Lies. No. The uh, the star of this movie, uh, perhaps not someone you would have pegged to star in this movie uh, five or six years previous, uh, had a bit of a bit of a different vibe about him. That then went through something of a uh, something of a resurgence, uh, a renovation. Oh, Lincoln Lawyer. In uh, yeah, yeah a, a reconnaissance. <laughs> yeah, it was Lincoln Lawyer. Uh boy, what people say like, that's good. Aren't those movies like the same? Limitless and Lincoln Lawyer. Just like a, a white guy with five o'clock shadow doing stuff for adult audiences. Yeah, kind of. Titles that begin with L. I think The Lincoln Lawyer is like a force for good and The Limitless is a force for evil. Oh, but I uh, want that pill. I want that lawyer. Um, I've never seen either, so I can't really I say. I want that legal counsel. All right, so you got Limitless at 18.9 at number one. You got Paul at 13 at number five. Lincoln Lawyer is at four with. Wow, pretty close to I know, that's what I'm there. saying. Uh, 15. 13.2. No, Whoa! All right, run it down. All right. Uh, Limitless 1, 18.9. Yeah. Number two, Rango. Rango. <laughs> uh, 15 million. You loved Rango. I did, yeah. yeah. I remember enjoying it quite a bit. Number three, uh, another movie you shouted out, Battle Los Angeles, uh, 14 and a half. And then Lincoln Lawyer with 13.2. Paul with 13. Wow. What was the next movie? Red Riding Hood. With how much? Seven. I was hoping, so that's five movies with $10 million? Yeah. Cool. It is cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, and then that's uh, that's that. Nothing else happened that weekend. All right. Here we go. It's happening. Wonderful. Multiplex Madness. Thrilling. Pronounced with an IP. Correct. Here we go. We are, uh, this is the second round, round of 32. Yeah. We're getting, uh, we had a lot of, a lot of decisive wins in round one. Uh, the the top the top of the pile here yeah. uh, performed very well, but now the top of the pile is going to start uh, mixing with itself a top little bit. Top of the pile, uh, exactly right. Uh, so I'm uh, I'm pretty excited to get started and see what happens. Of course, we are searching for the greatest franchise of all time. We've divided them into original franchises and the adapted ones. Right now, we're doing the originals. Thirty-two of these, uh, not thirty-two of these. Are going to be six. Yeah, we got six, we got sixteen on each 16 side. Sixteen on each side. That's yeah. what I said. All right, here we go. Seven categories. Our first matchup: the one seed Star Wars takes on the sixteen seed Johnny Wicky Boys. Jack Wick. Best film. Yeah, this is uh, ooh, this is uh, <laughs> this is a, a fun and tough one. It's got it's got to be Star Wars. Yeah, I'm putting mine on Star Wars. Yeah. Last Jedi. Sally. Yeah, I feel uh, I feel I feel right about that. The John the John Wick franchise is uh, is strong, but uh, yeah. <laughs> the f- the quality is strong with John Wick. Yes. All uh, right. Quality control. See this one. This one might be John Wick. This one I'm definitely going yeah, John Wick for sure. I think it's a little. Yeah. On the one hand, it's a little unfair because Star Wars has so many more movies. Yes. But uh, also. 
like a lot of them aren't good. They frequently made movies that aren't good. It's not just like one or two that are really bad and then a bunch of mediocre ones. I'd say there's several Star Wars that are pretty mm-hmm. terrible. Uh, so my vote goes, John. I agree. There. You agree? All right. That's a 1-1. One, one. Gross consistency. See, now this is interesting. Because it's true. All the John Wicks have increased in gross. Yeah. But kind of, yeah. sort of, has Star Wars. You know, you got the first ones. Yeah, which were huge. The biggest movies of all that time. were also huge. Yeah. And you got the second trilogy that was even bigger than them. Yeah. I... Then you you do have you do have your ones uh, your ones in between. Yeah, you got your Clone Wars, you got your Solos, but even the uh, fucking Rogue One made uh, over uh, a billion and change. Yeah, it's really it's really only only Solo that had grosses that were so low. Hey now, <laughs> I yeah, I mean I th- I think I think that's got that's got to be Star Wars with the with the added difficulty of. Being consistent in being the biggest franchise to yeah, exist. Yeah, I agree. All right, franchise. You get biggest franchise. It's franchise growth. Yeah, and this is like, I. So on the one hand, it could be said that Star Wars hasn't necessarily grown; it's just maintained. Well, they keep making them though. Part of the idea of franchise growth is just like. You know, continuing to push a story. Sure. Yeah, that's true. It's not. It's not just the uh, just the box office of it, but it is like right. Uh, the we've had three... the prequels and the sequels and the spinoff, which yeah. Star Wars has two spinoffs, three spinoffs, Clone Wars, original prequel sequel. Yeah, uh, it's it's like the IP of IPs. So uh, a lot, of, and we have not gotten Ballerina yet for the John Wick. They're filming that. They just filmed that. Okay. So we don't have that yet. So no spinoffs for that, nor is the Continental Show starring Lance Reddick. Well, probably, <laughs> but more importantly, the star, the one of the stars of it. I, I, I don't remember. Wait, is this a Mel Gibson? That's right. Is that what he's doing? Mel Gibson. They want to be in the Mel Gibson business. <clears throat> yeah, and we love him for it. He's very nice. What I like about Mel Gibson is he's nice. <laughs> To, to most people to everybody i uh, yeah i think this has got to be star wars it's tough because it's one of like john wick's signature categories yeah, they bigger and bigger than movies but but like star wars is also it's hard and that. they started later you know yeah. and that is a thing to consider but you know so you're going star wars here yeah, as well Yeah, and then we got longevity and i just like yeah i mean that's it's been around longer now we i think at some point we have to figure out longevity because we're going to run into series They've just been around longer. Therefore, they're more, you know, they have had more uh, of a chance to be around longer. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of that's kind of like baked into it, though. Like if it's if it's been around long enough and people still like it, that's kind of the whole thing. Uh, John Wick's almost been around 10 years. Yeah. John John Wick has had about a 10 year period of relevance, whereas like. The longevity for Star Wars, Star Wars is always going to be tough to beat here. Yeah, yeah, because it's not it's not just that it's been active from right. seventy seven to nineteen because there were they took they took chunks of time off, but like it had its <clears throat> what like five or six years in the seventies and eighties, and then it stopped, but then it had its five or six years in the nineties and two thousands, uh huh, and then it stopped and then it had its. Uh, had its time in the uh, the 2010s, 
and yeah, I think that's I think that's clearly uh, that's clearly Star Wars for me. All right. Sorry, John. <clears throat> you had to you, you put you put out you put up a win there. I mean, it's it a respectable. It's true. And gentleman it w- sweep. John John would have lost legacy and milestones. Yeah, tough. All right, our next matchup: the five C Despicable Me. Wait, uh, how does the song go? Despicable Me. Remember that? I do a little. Yeah, actually. <laughs> do you? <clears throat> I'm yeah, gonna, a little bit. I'm gonna find the trailer and find it. What is it up okay. against, Noah? Uh, it's up against Beverly Hills Cop, which does not have a, a song that goes Beverly Hills Cop. No, but it does have a song. I uh, yeah, I, I believe that that's true. Noah, what seed is Beverly Hills Cop? Beverly Hills Cop is the 21 seed. Love it. All right, let me see if I can find this. Song. Uh, which on. was, as I recall, one of our few upsets last round. Uh, pretty definitively beat uh the hangover there it is okay sure all right all right and that song plays in the movie too what is the beverly hills cop song i i don't know you tell me (laughs) you're the one that said that there's a song there is a song it's not i don't think it has the word it's one of those like um power of love things where she's sure. like this has nothing just, to there do with is anything. a song you guys just picked a song that you liked and we're like this is for our movie the neutron dance ah uh, okay remember right. that song yeah all right what do we got uh so we got best film despicable me and beverly hills cop two very different franchises best film uh i yeah i mean here's the thing right yep. i'm not I wasn't floored by Beverly Hills Cop. Sure. But I probably would still give it that. The yeah. Best film. Yeah. I'm, I do I'm, like that the first two Despicable Me's, though. And I like them less. Uh, so, yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a, a narrow win for Beverly Hills Cop. Uh, apologies to the 80s Eddie Murphy fans. It's just not, not really it's not great. what we're doing, uh, you or I. Quality control. Uh, this might go to Despicable Me. Yeah, so the uh, the Beverly Hills Cop franchise has seen uh, has seen three movies. Uh, the first one very well, uh, very well considered, very well reviewed. Uh, whereas the third one uh, is just a, a disaster in terms of its uh, critical consensus. Yes, you got eleven on Rotten Tomatoes, you got sixteen on Metacritic. Uh, whereas the Despicable Me's and the Minions are all like. None of them are really considered terrible. Kind of indifferently reviewed by the yeah. end of it. Some of them are like, oh, well, this isn't really that good. Yeah. But, like, it's all it's all kind of okay. You can't go from Best Original Screenplay nomination, Beverly Hills Cop, to 11% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I completely agree. So that's going to be a point for Despicable Me. We're Despicable. Tie- I'm going to do, every time it wins, I'm going to do that cue. All right. I got to find it. Go ahead. Sure, we're tied up at one. And now we get into Gross Consistency. Hey now, let me hold on. Let me pull up my thing first. I uh, all right. So <laughs> the Beverly Hills Are you cops. Because I said pull up my thing. Uh, Is that no, why you're I'm giggling? Just, uh, stalling for time. Oh, uh, Beverly Hills Cop uh, made 180 million dollars. That's pretty good. Uh, then Beverly Hills Two comes out, which makes 121, and then the third one made 37, yeah. which is uh, really bad. Whereas the Despicable Me franchise has been uh, hugely successful throughout. Yeah, so I think uh, we're going to give the point to... Yes, definitely are. Uh, but how do you feel about 
rewinding that a bit as we talk about franchise growth. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. Or should uh, we just give the point to... Well, I mean, we we should say, just for the record, that Beverly Hills Cop franchise uh, fell throughout a little bit and then a ton, uh-huh. whereas the Despicable Me franchise has its own spinoff. Uh, okay, so and, is, is, so we're... Uh, all right. and, just, and just recently had its most... Uh, Yes, highest grossing entry. Yeah, so I think it's obvious the answer is yes. Uh, and then let's I think just go ahead and close it out with longevity, uh, which is they like they are currently making Beverly Hills Cop: Colon Axel Foley. Okay, which is a terrible title uh, for and Amazon. Not if uh, not if he has the Top Gun people. I. Well, yeah. It might just be called Axel, I don't know, or Foley. Yeah, I mean, I think this is just a matter of, like, the Despicable Me franchise is still ongoing. Yeah. It's had about 12 years. I'm sorry, so the, the like, what franchise? Well, it's only when it wins. It's not every right, time fine, we say fine, it. Fine, fine. Uh, <laughs> it. The Gru franchise. Okay. Uh, the Gru and Kristen Wiig. Franchise uh, Gruth. Yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, can we give this point to Despicable Me and then move on to the next matchup? The please? winner is at a count of what? Uh, four to one. The winner. Congratulations, Steve Carell. Look, look, look. This is how old it is. The end of the teaser trailer says from Chris Men Menladandry, executive producer of Ice Age, Ice Age to the Meltdown, and Horton Hears a Who. Congratulations. It would to become that man bigger as well. than all of those things. All right, our next matchup. The four seed Indiana Jones against the thirteenth seed Austin Powers. Yes, indeed. All right. Best film. This one. Uh, this is good. Uh, the music budget for this episode is soaring. That was much quieter. Uh, <laughs> <than> YouTube. <clears throat> uh, so best film. I uh, apologies to Austin Powers, but this is definitely Indiana Jones. Yeah, Raiders. I. Yeah, Austin Powers is a wonderful movie. Uh, it's very important to the both of us, but come now. Uh, quality control. The Austin Powers franchise has three movies, yeah. uh, all of which are good uh, and uh, and funny and good to watch. The Indiana Jones franchise presently has four movies that we can uh, that we can speak to. I uh, that two of which are considered by some or by others to be among the greatest movies ever made. I, and then Temple of Doom has kind of like a, a middle, a middling legacy though. It has its fans and Crystal Skull has a pretty negative legacy though. It also has its fans. So I think the question here is how much do you account for the added degree of difficulty of having all-time great movies. Because Austin Powers does not have that. Austin Powers has three good to really good movies. Yeah. Whereas Indiana Jones, like, twice put out all-timers. Really? People think two of them are all-timers? I mean, there's people that think Last Crusade is better than Raiders, and I don't think that's because they think Raiders is bad. That's pretty crazy. Uh, and I think it's safe to say the general consensus on Raiders is that it's an all-timer. So I assume that's the case. Um, God, this is hard. Yeah, because like te- technically Austin Powers has controlled its quality better. 
Like I, I know, I know you're a, you're a Crystal Skull guy, and you're not the only one. But like people don't like that movie. Yeah. Uh, and Temple of Doom is liked better, but is is not not considered on par with the other two. I think I still got to go. Uh, awesome, uh, awesome. I think I still got to go. Indiana Jones. I kind of think I kind of think, think I do too. I, I think, think it's I harder think... to do it through those extended periods of time. Yeah, as well. yeah. I think even with like the dip to Crystal Skull. Yeah. I uh, coming coming back and making a movie that so many people consider on par with Raiders uh, is like that that jump that jump from great to really great is is the hardest jump to make. Yeah. Uh, so we're voting Indy there. I think so. As well, gross consistency. Mm. Yeah, let's. This is tough. Let's because talk numbers. Aussie, Aussie Powie, you know, got bigger each time, or meter and meter each time. I sure, Ludacris would say in that song. And Raiders, the Temple of Doom dipped, and I think I got to go Austin Powers because domestically, Temple of Doom dipped and. Last Crusade could not get to what Raiders got to. It was only until uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which we could, you know, take into account. We certainly is because of ticket inflation. Sure. Uh, yeah, made absolutely. more. Yeah. And the market overseas is just bigger. It expands wider. So, yeah, and even Temple of Doom made less, uh, even with three years of um, ticket inflation and three years of overseas exp- expansion, Made less than Raiders, so I'm going with Austin Powers. Yeah, and I think when you're more. when you're talking when you're talking about these movies that go from like regular success in uh, Austin Powers one to huge like jaw dropping numbers yeah. in the second one, yeah. maintaining that success for the third one yes. is incredibly difficult. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so yeah, I'll uh, I will join you in voting for Austin Powers there. Uh, franchise growth. <sighs> It did. It did go from coming out from regular to okay. uh, to colossal. That's true. Austin Powers did. Indiana Jones are still pumping them out though. That's true. Uh, Which could go into longevity more so than this. Yeah i i kind I kind of think it does because the like Indiana Jones tried to do it tried to grow when it made Crystal Skull. And, uh, you know, they had uh, they had Shia LaBeouf's Mutt Williams. They were clearly going to, like, pass the franchise on to the next generation and start a whole new iteration of Indiana Jones. But then it didn't stick. And nobody really wanted that to happen. And it didn't. And so now they are coming out with a new one, and they're going to, again, try making Indiana Which is Jones. called... And the Dial of Destiny. Thank you. Does it uh, any better now? A few months after the trailer. No. Okay. It's bad. Okay. <laughs> I if we have a category for worst title, uh, it's going to win it. I, really? Let's. Okay, I'll think about that. If there are any other titles, okay, that'd be considered the worst title. I. So yeah, I kind of, I kind, I kind of lean Austin Powers here because it had the the huge jump into a uh, smash success. Whereas uh, Indiana Jones tried to, tried to grow to the next step and right. failed to okay. do so. All right. I agree. Let's do that. All Keep right. it interesting. So we're tied up at two. Yeah. Longevity, Indiana Jones. They have another one coming out. Yes. Harrison Ford's 490 years old. Yeah. And the Austin powers franchise has not 
tried to continue itself at all. And I think legacy is also Indiana Jones. It's his, I think it's, you know, yeah, I mean, that's uh, yeah. him and Spielberg. Yeah, that is, uh, it is one of the, one of the biggest roles and franchises of one of our biggest movie stars and directors. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely going Indy, which takes a four-two win over Austin Powers, which wow. put up put up a fight, a uh, bigger fight than I Got thought it would. Dukes up, the nine seed Paranormal Activity takes on the twenty-fifth seed Rush Hour. We just watched first Rush Hour again. Your first time in maybe fifteen years. Yeah, something like that. Incredible. Uh, what did you think? It's a fun movie. It's fun. Had man. a good time. Uh, Jack, Jackie Chan's great, and uh, so funny. you know Chris, Chris Tucker, he he's got his charms. It. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, he does. He really does do a lot, but he's he's very he's very good he's at what good he does. At, yeah, they ratcheted up in two. I bet so they, they do. Double down on him, and I'm like, no, double down on Jack. And they do give Jackie yeah. a lot to do in that. Movie, yeah. But. Uh, so let's talk about best uh, best movie overall. I think I still have to give it to Paranormal. I think the yeah. inventiveness and the creativity takes it from me but i do love the rush hours i completely agree i uh, well i i mean I, li- I like the rush hour franchise fine but i completely They're agree that i'm going the first to two right are important to me yeah i uh, quality control is wow is okay. an interesting Hold question because <laughs> i think we got to go to some statistics here yeah because rush hour uh, rush hour is liked Rush Hour 2 is liked less. Yeah. And Rush Hour 3 is, is hated. hated, yes. Whereas the Paranormal activities, like... Very close numbers here. The average Rotten Tomato score, Paranormal has 3% more, and the average Metacritic Rush Hour has 2% more. Yeah. The sample size being double the movies, though. Right. So just keep that in mind. If the trajectory continued with Rush Hour, it would be worse. But the lowest paranormal Metacritic was 30. Rush Hour 3 has 44. That's a big difference. That's almost like... It's not bad, but it's not good. And then this is bad. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the 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 paranormal activities... I think having more... Having more movies in you really does... Uh, yeah, Gives you more of hurt, a chance. Does hurt you in quality to, yeah. control. I, I think I gotta give it to Paranormal. They kept trying and they kept not doing well. What do you mean, give it to Paranormal? Like, give the point to, I guess, Rush Hour is what I'm saying. Okay, got it. Because Paranormal had more opportunities and kept right. lowering the Whereas, and lowering like, Rush Hour average. basically went two for three. I agree. Uh, gross consistency. Hey, now. We're, uh, we're once again. Let's take a look. We're not including the budget on this because the budget for Rush Hour 3. Did we, have we talked about this? Uh, yeah, a little bit. But it's, Did uh, you already see what it is? Yeah, no? yeah it's $180 million. <laughs> Just too many dollars. <laughs> uh, yeah, so your uh, your rush hour made one forty one, three made one forty two was a huge hit with two twenty six, which goes back to what I was saying with Austin Powers. Yes, very hard to maintain By th- yeah. those huge jumps. Yeah. I uh, whereas right. the third the, one basically did the same as the first one, but nine years later. Yes, and with a much bigger budget, with higher ticket prices, and the expansion of the overseas market. Right. Whereas the paranormal activities, like you've got the first one made a hundred million dollars, hundred and seven. I yeah. uh, second one fell down to eighty. Third one back up to hundred and four. Yeah. Uh, kind of weird that that happened. Uh, and then you've got four at fifty three, uh, five at thirty two, six at eighteen. Uh, is that? That's not very consistent. 
No, but look at the overseas. Okay. Uh, I will do that. Worldwide, you got 207, 194, 177, 142, so, 90, 77. All right, that is... See what I mean? We're a little better. That's there. true. That is, that is, uh, that is a lot more, uh, a lot more compelling to me. And like doing it at a, a high level for longer. Well, it did, it did fall off eventually. Like those first four were pretty consistent overall in the overseas. Uh, so I don't know. I'm kind of of two minds here. Which way are you leaning? Well, I'm trying to see why Paranormal Activity 2 may have made less. Activity three, and I think the reason I found it out, I thought it was what this is right. Okay, it's because Paranormal Activity two, which made less than three, right? Right. In its second weekend, ran into the buzz. Saw of Saw three D. Ah, okay. which opened with twenty two, so it had a competitor okay. for horror movies. Whereas Paranormal Activity three opened uh, in its second weekend had Puss in Boots and In Time, and it was the only horror movie. In the top ten. Okay. So that's why. All right. That's that what I thought might have happened. Okay. Anyway, yeah, I think I'm gonna go with. I think I'm gonna go with paranormal here. I think just because the last rush hour made less than the first. I mean, I guess the last paranormal made more. Yeah. Less I, than the first. See, I I think I think even with that, that you know, I think paranormal, I got to go rush hour. Yeah, I think the domestic gross is too it's too much yeah. of a difference on paranormal. All right. So now we talk franchise growth. Well, uh, rush hour has a TV had a TV show for a hot second. Did it? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Doesn't paranormal activity have a TV show? No. No, just a streaming movie. Yes. Uh, Dan okay. Lippert. Yeah, I mean, I th- I think the uh, yeah. who we've seen live, Big Grande. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's true. That's uh, that's fun news for him. I uh, I think kind of the continued uh, the continued existence and little uh, little spin off thing they did with Paranormal, even if they weren't, uh, <clears throat> you know, they weren't the success that the first main franchise had. Uh, they still made them very cheap, and so these movies were quite successful. Uh, you know, the last porno- paranormal activity only cost ten million dollars, made seventy eight worldwide. Like they're they're making money on their weird spinoffs that people don't like. So what do you think? So I'm going paranormal here. Rush Hour was a police procedural uh, that came out 2016. Okay. Nope. Doesn't. Yes, yeah, 16 and lasted one season. No, no recollection of this at all. Thirteen episodes aired. It was on CBS, I believe. Yeah. What are you going with? I'm going paranormal activity. Yeah, I think I am too. All right. And then longevity is... Well, paranormal activity burned bright and burned fast. There's only six years we got these movies. Yeah, whereas uh, Rush Hour... Well, yeah, because we're not, we're not, not counting three next over nine we're years. We're not counting next week. Yeah, whereas Rush Hour was nine years, three movies. Okay. Um, oh, boy. Yeah, so these are these are pretty similar. These are pretty similar. I uh, and like I don't know if they had. What is still talked about? Paranormal activity. Yeah, paranormal. I, yeah. I, I guess I guess you go to the longevity and the consciousness at that point. Then. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I think that the Rush Hour franchise didn't really didn't really stick around in the way that like 
uh, you know, an Austin Powers did, for instance. Uh, so yeah, I think I think for its uh, for its cultural impact, give it to give it to Paranormal. All right, and then uh, for the same reason, it's probably taken Legacy. God, I'm so tired of looking up fucking pictures from Paranormal Activity movies. These <laughs> graphics, they're, they don't exist or they're dark and nothing's in them. Yeah, they're very grainy. It's found footage. All right, Paranormal. You just get, uh, yeah. Is there anything to the Chris Tucker bit? It's like his main role or, or Jackie Chan? I, Jackie Chan's a huge star. Jackie Chan is a, is a huge star. I, and this is, this is probably his like premiere... American yes. representation uh, that isn't the Jackie Chan Adventures. But is it? I've watched that. I I watched that show. That was like a, I was. I loved that show. I I, <laughs> I watched it a deliberately. Niece, right? Is it yeah. Niece? yeah. Yeah. And, and the grandfather, and they had like medallions that gave them powers. That show was fucking awesome. <laughs> I was really into it. Where's the live action version of that show where Jackie Chan's the grandpa now? I, I don't oh, think you're the eyes, fir- I don't eyes, think you're the first to say it. Your but eyes lit up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I like it. Every time I come across that idea, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> Jackie Chan could go one more thing, and then uh, say one more thing, and that would be great. Okay, I I'd be really into that. But no, like, I I, just, I feel like generally Rush Hour is not like when when you think back on like the legacy of Jackie Chan, I oh, overall like I don't go to Rush Hour first. I, th- I think a lot of people would, but I, I think, I think paranormal not just for the found footage, but for the independent film of it all. Yeah, takes it. So fine. All right. Uh, all top seeds so far. Yeah, no, uh, no upsets in. Let's the see if that round. happens. This matchup. Oh, look, it won't. The this three is... seed Toy Story against the fourteenth seed Ice Age. The animation battle. <laughs> Incredible. Quality of movie. Uh, Toy Story. Uh, <laughs> Any Toy Story is better than any Ice Age? Yeah, even Lightyear. Group quality control. The Lightyear thing might be tough. I don't actually know about that. But Toy Story, once again, yes, uh, yes. Uh, four Toy Stories are, at the very least, quite good. Uh, like, as a floor. Whereas Ice Age, none of them are quite good. Gross uh, consistency. The fourth Toy Story was the highest grossing animated one. Animated film. It was the highest grossing animated film of all time worldwide. Yeah. I, yeah, and the other ones were no slouches themselves. Franchise growth. Okay, well, let's pause. Let's pause oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Because of Lightyear. Yes. Uh, where it, it was the attempt to to expand into the broader Toy Story animated universe. Whereas what if I told you that you could take a look at the Ice Age franchise growth from the perspective of overseas dominance? Uh, as, was, as, as well you should. Well, the first that's... film was 386 worldwide, second was 651, and then we had back-to-backs over 675s, or 875s. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 like, that, uh, I like that point. All right. Uh, we'll throw him a bone. Yeah, I mean, or like it's, an acorn. It really, it really can't be said of enough. Scrat. Yeah, that's very good. Thank you. Uh, and then they'll they'll struggle to catch that acorn, and while they we'll do spend so, twenty minutes on it. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, we'll we'll talk about longevity while they try to catch their acorn. Longevity. Toy, Toy Story. We're getting a fifth one, and that it spanned. Tw- not twenty five years. I, 
1995 to 2019. 14 years? Yeah. 14 years. 24 years. 95 to 2005. That's a long time. To 2015 to 2019. Yeah, it's four, it's 24 years. Yeah. I uh, though it is. It is just very very few movies. Like they're taking long breaks in between, but they're they're constantly staying relevant. I mean, there's only five. There's the same amount of movies in each franchise. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah, that's uh, so going, if, going if, Toy Story. If, if we write off Collision Course because it made sixty four, <clears throat> yeah, and we keep the others, it's still a Toy Story. I uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm with you. Boom. And so it would have won it, Legacy. It would have won Milestone. Yeah. Okay. Four to one victory for Toy Story. Now. Now we get. Now we get in, Now I'm, we get into it. Yeah. The seventh seed Halloween takes on the tenth seed Scream. <laughs> baby, do yeah, my man. This, this 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 is gonna be my really faves. good. This is this is the matchup that I am most looking forward to this round. My faves. Okay. Here we go. Best film. Yeah. That's going to be Halloween. It's going to be Halloween. The first Halloween is one of the great horror movies. So is Scream, but Halloween's higher on that yeah, list. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's not not much in question for me. No. Quality control. Okay, so now this is definitely Scream. Yeah, that's a, it's an easy point in favor yeah, of Scream. Thousand percent Scream. The Halloween franchise is all over the place. Uh, Scream you say there's is only been one bad Scream movie. Yeah, there's, I say there really hasn't been there's, any. The Scream is at least five for six. Yeah. Gross consistency also scream yes yes this it is, is crazy the, so far i didn't even think about any of these before we started this i usually do franchise growth franchise growth is interesting for both i think it's halloween so let's see halloween even without looking at like the numbers of it yet yeah halloween has uh, as we've uh, as we've talked about quite a bit on uh, on air on this podcast has had so many different iterations of it it grew into the weird like cult stuff. Uh, it grew into the sort of uh, 90s, oh, 2000s bit season with H2O witch. and Resurrection. We had Season of the Witch. We had a little girl. What's her name? I can't think of her I name. I have no idea. Fuck. I'll look it up. And we had, uh, <clears throat> yes, then then the cult shit. Yeah. And then trying to adapt to the 90s. The Rob Zombieses. The, the violent torture porn kind of thing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then the David Gordon Greens. As its own little uh, standalone Halloween franchise, uh, Scream. Jamie Lloyd didn't even need to look. Nice. Okay. That's Jamie good. Lloyd. Uh, Scream has itself uh, grown and evolved. It had its it uh, had pretty quick succession of the trilogy. Yeah. They tried to reboot it in four, it didn't work. And then they tried to reboot it in five, and it did work. Right. Uh, and the the reboot in four only partially didn't work. I'd say. Well, at the time, people didn't think it worked critically either. It just was like, oh, this is just dormant. Okay. Yeah. I, I, guess, I guess maybe that's true. Uh, I thought 4 was good. And I think... I, it, I think it's been very reevaluated. Yeah. I think I think 4 is what kind of laid the groundwork for 5 to succeed. Kind of, kind of in the same way that... 60 on uh, Tomatoes, 52 on Metacritic. Yeah. Uh, Fast and Furious 4. Sort of did the same thing, except that movie like wasn't as good, but right. was better Correct. than the other ones had been, and people were people were left kind of thinking like, "Oh yeah, I could, there I could, could see myself characters. getting back yeah, into there this." Could be new characters alongside the franchise vets, yeah, yeah. for sure. I, uh, but I think I think the sheer number of times that Halloween has grown and evolved itself, and uh, I think that if we're talking about like they they both been rebooted. Well, which one was bigger? Yeah, it was Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, then we talk about longevity. Oh, baby, it's so, Halloween. Yeah, Halloween. Uh, Halloween started in 78 <laughs> and has been going on and off yeah. for uh, 40 years. Yeah, 40, uh, 45 yeah. at this point. Whereas Scream, Scream's got a lot of longevity. It's very it's very impressive uh, the way it has managed to... Almost 30. ...reinvigorate itself. Wait, no, it's not 94. First Scream's 96. Okay. So, yeah, almost, it's like 20, 28 years. 27? Yeah, uh, which is still almost 30. Mm-hmm. You were right. Yeah. Uh, but just to go up against the Halloween franchise, which has just a little bit more, yeah, is tough. I We get on a legacy. This is... The, I I think there's so many factors. I th- yeah, I, th- so I think I factors. think this is a real question. There's there's the first slasher, the reinvention of the slasher. Yeah. There's John Carpenter, and then there's Wes Craven. Although it did not launch Wes Craven's career, but it is, it's not it, even the crowning jewel. That would probably be nightmare, but it's right there. I I I don't know. I think I think Scream might end up being the signature Wes Craven property. I think what takes it. Is Jamie Lee Curtis now Oscar winner? Sure. Against you know any of the the other casts, Nev Campbell, Courtney Cox has friends, and Jamie Lee Curtis is just bigger than Nev and David. Yeah, I, th- I think being the first just means more than being the uh, the revitalization. Yeah, and like just as a as a piece of horror iconography, mm-hmm. Michael, Michael, Michael Myers, Myers I think Ghostface? is a yeah, sure. is a step above Ghostface. Yeah. The Ghostface is. He's right is very high on that list. He's 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 fallible. That's what we like about him. Yeah, it's great. You uh, can knock him down, make him go boom. Yeah, all right. I'll 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 join. I'll join funny in Halloween like there. That threw, was through a desk at Michael Myers. He like flopped over. <laughs> he's I, like, oh. I I agree. They should do that. <laughs> Someone should try. I. Uh, so that's a. Uh, I'd I'd say that's a very tight four two for Halloween. I agree. That was fun. Uh, and Scream had a uh, Scream had a real case in a lot of those categories, but just just couldn't really couldn't seal the deal. Our next matchup, we have only two more. Yeah, the nine seed. It's fun so, when the there's seed. fewer. The six seed, The Matrix, takes on the eleven seed, Back to the Future. This one, I also think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Matrix kind of had to be pushed into the second round by some of us. And so, will it be able to maintain itself? <laughs> Quality of film. Uh, I'm going the Matrix here. I'm going Back to the overall. Future. Interesting. I am. Wow, you I like am. Back to the Future more than the Matrix. I all do. Right. That, I mean, that's a very defensible take. I don't like that they kill all those innocent security guards. Sure. What have they done? I. They <laughs> tried to stop them from getting Morpheus. They didn't know Morpheus was in there. All they said was, please put away any medals you have. All right. So they're, then they murdered them so, all. So they're just securing anything. They're not even checking. Like, they're pretty bad at their jobs. <laughs> if you're a security guard in a big building and someone goes, we're holding something. Like, Ooh, what is it? You, you're not up the chain of command. You can't ask. All right. What's next? Quality control. Uh, That's. I, I mean, if you're. If you're voting Back to the Future for best film over Matrix, I feel like you got to go Back to the Future here. Yeah, I, 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 I probably like will. All, I probably will. I probably will. All, all three of those movies oh, are uh, are well I enjoyed am. by I'm their fandom. It. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. Uh, I'm also I'm joining you uh, in doing Woo! that because the Matrix movies do not live up to the greatness of the first one. Even even appreciating the qualities of the second and third for what they are. Yeah. I. They're just like different things. Yeah. They're weirder and more dour and 
Uh, unpleasant. I don't like them very much. Uh, gross consistency. The first one, though. Yes, gross consistency. I think this is... Oh, God. Fucking sucks. Matrix Resurrections just didn't do anything. I was going to say, it's. I think it's Matrix because... At least Matrix 2 made more than The Matrix, and Back to the Future 2 did not make more than Back to the Future. So we already have a higher bit of growth there. And again, 3 made just as much as the first one worldwide. Yeah. And, like, this isn't... this isn't Back re- to the Future kept going down. Yeah. This isn't really fair, because it didn't happen, but, like, if they made a Back to the Future 4 and put it out this year, like, do you really think it would do any better than Matrix 4 did? Oh. Depends. It does. It depends on what they do with it. Yeah, sure. But just like in it, in who's a ba- playing? Who's playing Marty McFly's son? Who has to go back to the future? I. Who is someone it? as famous as Keanu Reeves is now? I. Uh, so. Timothy Chalamet. I. That'd be dope as hell. Sure. Yeah. Give me. Give me Chalamet or Tom Holland. One of those. Ooh, Tom Holland would be good too. Yeah, it's Tom Holland. Oh, he's bouncing around the eighties. That's the plot. He doesn't go back to the 50s. He goes back to the 80s. Yeah. And he runs into de-aged Michael J. Fox and shit, who is then going back to the future. And then he has to go back to the 50s in the third act, and they have to go back and relive the first movie. Okay. But with two of them, see, I, 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 I don't like where this is going. you got to get complicated with it. No, dude, you got to do new things. <laughs> you can't just do the first movie again. Right, go to the dinosaurs, then. Is that far enough? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I like the idea of just him going back to the 80s and like having to do his own thing. Uh, and he has just to stop those terrorists in that ball. Yeah, he's just as thrown as Michael J. Fox was in the 50s. Okay. Uh, where he's walking around being like, we're going to charge my phone. And everyone's like, what's the matter with you? <laughs> Plug it into the wall. Uh, he's like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Great, thanks. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go the Matrix there, but it's close. And we were talking about gross consistency. Yeah, I agree. Uh, franchise growth. That's probably the Matrix. They made four of them. Yeah, and the uh, the second one was and a, the Back to the Futures were explosion. were very. It's interesting. This is an interesting matchup, Go and on. I'll tell you why. Please. They filmed the. These were both supposed to be just trilogies, and they filmed the second and third of both of these back to back, and they both came out like eight months apart from each other. Okay, that is very interesting. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, the the Matrix franchise did try to uh, to try to grow and expand. Plus, it had. Uh, it had the Animatrix. Oh, it, it had the, Matrix. It had the video game. Yeah, it was. Uh, there was I more. There was. The there Matrix. was more. There was more going on there. I agree. Into the Matrix. Was Slow very, motion. Uh, it was all, very cool. all the time, baby. Run, run across walls and shit. Uh, and then we talk about longevity, which uh, <sighs> yeah. Back to the Future had three movies in five years. Yeah, I think uh, it's the Matrix for longevity, just because people in that still have a career. Yes. Michael uh, J. Fox and Christopher Lloyd, unfortunately, did not in the 90s. Christopher Lloyd was just in Nobody, and he was good in it. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm going uh, I'm going Matrix there as well. So this is uh, this is still uh, still tight. I have the Matrix winning currently, but you've got it only 3-2 in favor. So now we, legacy. Uh, we discuss Legacy. Matrix revolutionized special effects. It did. Uh, is one of the uh, one of the preeminent action movies Back uh, Future as Zemeckis biggest movie of the year yeah we'll go with Matrix yeah I mean like we'll go with Matrix yeah alright then Matrix also has Keanu who's gone on to have a a, a career resurgence of his own uh, alright so then the Matrix is uh, Matrix is going to take that in a 
four and a half to one and a half victory over Back to the Future. Isn't it weird? How the Matrix had like a pr- funny, a pretty easy run against Back to the Future, but like had to had to be like Scrape pushed against- in against Madagascar. <laughs> Hey, listen, Madagascar's got some points for it. it well, it had some points for All it right. before uh, I put my hand on the scales. The two-seeded, bumped it out. The two-seeded Rocky <laughs> against the 15-seed Alien franchise. Yeah. Uh, your, uh, your best film here overall. Uh, it's Alien. Yeah, it's I one mean, of the. Yeah, that's probably I'm not alien. even. Uh, I'm, I'm not even really hesitating. Probably the, the first. The one. first Alien is. All right. uh, is going to be the first one. Quality there. control, though. Yeah, the quality control. Yeah, well, that's a Rocky, baby. We got I, the Creed oh, yeah. movies in there. Yeah, you got a uh, and Balboa. Yeah, I think I think Rocky three and four are the ones that people don't like. But you got Rocky, you got Rocky two, <laughs> you got Rocky five, you got the Creeds. Whereas <clears throat> Alien has one and two that were really good. Three is kind of a cult thing. Four is not good, and then it's just downhill from there. Okay. Uh, so we're tied at one as we get into gross consistency. Um, uh, Rocky. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of success coming out of the Rocky franchise. Not uh, not peaking until the fourth one, as you uh, you so helpfully pointed out earlier in this podcast. Longevity. Uh, well, franchise growth. Franchise growth. Rocky. Yeah. Creed into its into its whole own successful franchise that is. In some ways, eclipsing the first one. Legacy. No, now it's longevity. Longevity. Yeah. Rocky. (laughs) Yeah, it's still... uh, Yeah. It still is. We didn't even get to Rocky winning Best Picture. No. Uh, Which I'm I'm telling you, you you, you scoffed at me. It's not going to come out. Sigourney was nominated for Best Actress, which is crazy for a horror movie. Is that true? Okay. For, I mean, for that's... the second one, for Aliens. All right. She was nominated for Best Actress. Very cool nomination for them. Yeah, I I agree. But, uh, yeah, that's a uh, that's a win for Rocky. 4-1, a knockout. Uh, though Alien did take a round. Well, that's... That's how the Rocky formula works, doesn't it? He's going to yeah. lose one round or two. I mean, sometimes he loses the fight. That's a big part of it. Uh, but, like, wins the heart of Adrian. Uh-huh. Or uh, Bianca? Yeah. Better name? Yeah, that's her name. I believe so. Okay. Two weeks from today, the one seed, Star Wars, will take on the... Fifth seed, Despicable Me. Interesting. The four seed, Indiana Jones, faces the nine seed, Paranormal Activity. All right. The three seed, Toy Story, takes on the seventh seed, Halloween. That one's going to be cool. And that's fun. The six seed, The Matrix, takes on the four seed, the second seed, Rocky. Incredible. All right. Good, good matchups. Good matchups. The. The big, uh, the upper half of this tournament, I think, is a lot of a lot of room for interesting stuff to happen. That's it. Yeah. Noah, recommend a movie for the folks for this week slash weekend. I, man, there's so many, there's so much stuff going on, and like you guys already know that Shazam: Fury of the Gods is out, so it's kind of a wasted recommendation <laughs> okay. for me to tell you to go see Shazam: Fury of the Gods. I, uh, but like, I'm not gonna see it, so maybe you should. So somebody does. Wow, uh, is that your real uh, recommendation? No, it's not. <laughs> I, 
I'll do I'll do the thing where you talk about the movie that hasn't come out yet and say John Wick. Yeah, I'll do that too. Uh, uh, I'll say Scream. I'm. Uh, well, we know it's this weekend, so yeah, see John Wick. Yeah, right? Lance Reddick. Yeah, three hours. Yeah, man, like go go pay homage to Lance Reddick for three hours. It was. It's very sad news. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go home and watch The Wire, I think. Oh, cute. <laughs> All right, no, plug us up. All right, you can find us at whatsinthebossoffice.com. We're on Twitter at WitBoxOffice. It is also our Instagram handle. I am on Twitter at I'm Noah at Drupal. Brian DeSerber, D-A-S-U-R-B-E-R, which is also my handle on Letterboxd. Yeah, I still don't really know what my Letterboxd handle is, but I'd love to have you join me there. I'll tell uh, you. Of course, the feed for our podcast can be found anywhere podcasts are found. We are on Stitcher. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are now in the, the better graces of their recommended podcast length divisions. So, uh, you know, I mean, this episode's still. Uh, yeah. Okay. And Drukey. That's right. That's me on Letterboxd. Uh, please follow our podcast online and listen to it. Next Thank week. You. The adaptation franchises face off. We have 16 of those movies battling against each other. And John Wick, is the three-hour runtime going to hurt it, or are people hungry for what many may call the greatest action movie of the decade? Don't don't expect it to do better than the third one did, but I still expect success. We'll find out next week. This has been What's in the Box Office. I've been your host, Brian. And I've been your host, Noah. And until then, go see a movie.